friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is William Mawala. I serve as the pastor of the Paravista and the Gaula Seven-Day Adventist Churches here in the beautiful city of Adelaide, and it's really wonderful to be able to share with you this evening. This week we're taking as our theme, very important theme, and it's one that we're gonna. We've already started actually the journey yesterday, but this week for those who just been tuning in today, it's the question is this: If God is all powerful and all knowing, why doesn't He fix the problem of pain? And so that's the the basic theme for our uh, drive time for this whole week. And we kicked it off yesterday, and uh, it's Tuesday here in the beautiful uh, city of Adelaide. And uh, that's the theme we're going to be looking at today. Just to want to give you a bit of a a teaser for what's to come. Um, just to give you a kind of the, a snapshot of where we're going for the rest of the week. Um, uh, tomorrow there's going to be the question of: uh, Did God create Satan? And then we're also looking, um, th- on Thursday, there's the question that's going to be asked, what did Christ say about evil? And then lastly on Friday, uh, Nick and Tracy are going to look at the question, can't God deal with evil right now? That's a pretty important question. You know, and so going back to our theme, if God is all powerful and all knowing, why doesn't he just fix the problem now? You're probably listening today thinking, you know, why doesn't, if God is all powerful as you guys, uh, say he is, why doesn't he just end this whole thing right now? And it is a very important question. But today, um, I am joined in the studio with my good friend, uh, Eric, uh, Hoare and, uh, Eric, uh, serves with the, um, Aboriginal Fellowship here for the Seven Day Adventist Church here at uh, South Australia. And so, Garrick, uh, lovely to have you in the studio, my brother. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here with you again. It Tuesday night comes around really quickly. <laughs> it does. <laughs> we seems like we we're just here in the studio uh, just a few days ago. Hey, Eric, um, before we kind of kick this off, um, I guess I just want to let our listeners um, in on, you know, why we think this is a uh, important that we discuss this uh, during drive time uh, this week. And I think probably... The reason why, as you would, we both would agree, is there seems to be a bit of a misconception out there uh, in the general public as it relates to this this notion, this being of Satan. Yeah, that's right. Um, the world has really been fooled into who Satan is, what he looks like, and um, the evilness that abounds in the world. You know, there's many reasons and excuses why there's so much evil in the world today, whether yeah. you're a Christian or not a Christian. Yeah. And many thoughts of it also in the Christian world, uh, not just in, outside of that in the non-Christian world. So tonight's a, a really interesting one. You know, yeah. does Satan really exist? Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and, and we want to do justice to our show this evening because we know the rest of our team, they're kind of looking at different angles, mm. all of the same themes. So we want to kind of be true to our uh, our topic today. So does Satan really exist? Why does it really matter? And so um, just want to kind of let our listeners know, if you're listening in today, we want to look at this idea, this notion of Satan. We want to kind of maybe even... Just a little bit about what Jesus and and the apostles. Well, what was their kind of stance as a when it comes to this particular idea of Satan? And um, we also want to highlight, Eric, I guess above all, that the New Testament, uh, the Bible that you and I believe in and we love, um, it attributes much evil and suffering mm. 
mm. to this very being. And I think that's probably the, the real heart, the real crux of um, our discussion today and, and with the rest of our team this week. Um, so, so hang in there, guys. We're going to be looking at this question. Does Satan really exist? Why does it really matter? And I've introduced my, uh, uh, co-host, Eric. Um, sorry, I didn't do, didn't give you the, the, the due, um, course in ex, uh, introducing you. For those who, uh, long time listeners of Faith FM Drive Time, you know, you all know who Eric is. But for those who may just be listening today, um, Eric is a, a Bible worker, but he also helps lead the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship here in the, in South Australia with his good friend, Pastor David Fletcher as well. And so, um, thank you for the work you do, Eric. And, um, it's always good to be in the studio with you here today. Um, so before we kind of jump into our topic today, we just want to turn our attention to a, our World Watch segment. And what I thought we'd do today, uh, Eric, is I want, I just want to share this, I guess, a very sad, um, you know, concerning um, article that um, from the Morning Star News, and um, basically the the title of this article is a Christian apologist is beaten unconscious in Camp, I believe it's pronounced Kampala, in Uganda. And so, before we kind of dive in, it's basically an article, Eric, about Muslim extremists who try to kill this Christian guy um, before he even. Um, uh, entered into the actual debate. So let me give you a couple of uh, points here. Islamic extremists, according to the article, uh, dated February 3rd, um, 2022, Islamic extremists on Saturday, January 29, stopped an evangelist on his way to participate in the debate about Christianity and Islam in Kampala, Uganda. And, the t- and it says they beat him unconscious. Um, so the, the fellow that uh, you know got beaten, his name is Charles Kamya. He's 43 years old, so he's, and he said he was about 300 meters from the open air debate site in, I believe it's Boise, B-W-A-I-S-E, Boise area of Kampala, when the article says, when he says, when two men stopped his car, and this is what he says, Eric, he goes, I stopped my car only to be ambushed by six other Muslims in Islamic attire who resurfaced from the bush at around midday. He ends up telling the news, Eric, uh, Morningstar News, from his hospital bed. And this is what he said that one of these assailants said to him. They said this in quote, You have been terrorizing our religion. Today Allah has called you and you are going to meet him. And then Charles says, Some beat me badly. This This is Charles quoting, Some beat me badly while others cut me with some objects. And I lost a lot of blood as they pulled me out of my car and threw me out. And, you know, I guess the, there's a bit more to the story, but but that's really the crux of it. This guy's kind of on his way. He's a Christian. Uh, he's a believer. And with this idea that he's going to have, a, I guess, an intellectual debate uh, with, uh, you know, and uh, I guess a fella representing the, the Muslim and Islamic faith. And here are these guys that just jump out of the bush mm. and basically want to take his life. Yeah. Well, it's amazing, isn't it, that... Um uh, that in Uganda and the population, Muslims, there's no more than about 12% yeah. there. And so yet we have these extremists that uh, that come out. Eh? It would have been an interesting debate, wouldn't it, to have actually gone yeah. and listened to. But it just shows you how worked up they get. And, uh, yeah, it's, it says here that uh, he, he got cut. He lost a lot of blood, and I think he was transferred to other hospitals as well. 
Sounds amazing, eh? Um, and he, he knew a lot about the Muslims. He was actually using the Quran, wasn't he, to, yeah. to actually reach them? Yeah. Mm. Actually, it goes on to say here, this is quoting uh, from, from Charles himself. He says, um, come here on January 24th, so this would have been like a few days before this. He had debated Muslims in Jinja, I think it's pronounced J I. J-A-N-J-A, after going to the mosque there to buy a Quran on Germany 21, uh, accompanied by a Muslim convert to Christianity, he said, uh, he used the Quran in January 24 debate. He said, I used the Quran to show Muslims that from the beginning of the earth to date, God wants all people to be saved, including Muslims. And then he goes on to say, basically, he talked about how, how Isa, as it's pronounced in uh, Islam, referring to Jesus, um, yeah, so he's basically um, um, uplifting Christ there. Um, so I guess what I just wanted to share that with you, uh, Eric, and there's probably a little bit more there. But, you know, we're living in Australia. We live in, you know, we live in beautiful Adelaide. And, you know, we don't really get a whole lot of persecution to that extent, you know, mm. where people are, yeah. you know, coming up to our churches and, you know, with, with sticks and knives and basically trying to take our lives. So, I don't know, Eric, when I read that, I I, I kind of, um, it's sad to read, but then there's also a sense um, that that that's really happening mm. um, in our world today, that some parts of our world, there are Christians who are literally dying mm. simply because they believe in you know in in the god of 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 the scriptures and they believe in Jesus Christ so you know i'm reminded just um what it you know the bible says you know there's a text in in timothy somewhere where it says <laughs> somewhere but uh, it's in there <laughs> but you know paul says um that all will that live godly in the last days will suffer persecution mm. and so you know there's definitely this element when um in which, you know, the Bible says that as we near the end of time, and then you know, as we go further and further down this road, um, that that we're going to experience it on some some level. Um, well, so there's many parts in the world, isn't there, where the Bible uh, you can't even have a Bible in your home. And um, I know that the Waldesian people, you know, they used to go and 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 handwrite the Bibles and carry them, and they used to. Uh, hide them in potato, you know, amongst a pack of, yeah. pack of potatoes and things, <laughs> yeah, you know. They but they they were earnest and they wanted to share the gospel, the good news, uh, and that gives people courage, you know. But yeah, for sure, there's a lot of per- persecution around the world, and a lot of people in jail that we don't know of. We have got it very easy here. Um, but I think when you know when you're you're showing your faith, I think you become closer to God. You know, when you do yeah. that, when you step out in faith and you go through those trials yeah. and tribulations, you really rely on God. And maybe in the Western world here, you know, we, we don't have that strong faith so much because we, right. you know, we don't have that persecution maybe. Yeah. But it's coming. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Hey, I'm just reminded of that um, beautiful passage in, in Matthew, in, you know, in Jesus spoke in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, you know, the Beatitudes, the, the one towards the tail end of that speech, he says in the Gospel of Matthew 5 and 11, uh, Jesus says, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Well, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on to say, Eric, in verse 11, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, 
they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Mm. So it seems as if, though, uh, Eric, that Jesus is almost anticipating that when we live uh, for Jesus, when we when we live for the gospel, that that yeah, we may encounter obstacles, we may encounter you know persecution, and certainly for Charles, um, who experienced that in a very real way, like within an inch of his life. So yeah, it just kind of um, makes this. I guess for me, um, um, Eric, it just puts into perspective just what we are called to do as believers, you know. Um, well, I think when, you know, when something is shared from the gospel, um, it stirs up the devil. And um, yeah. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it in literature evangelism where I used to go door to door selling Bibles and seeing the reaction of, of people when that book is opened and having them yeah. say to you, you know, I get my power from somewhere else you know and the rejection of it but it actually causes quite a hatred uh, when goodness is shown because all Jesus did was taught about grace and love it brings out the opposite it seems to be it creates a fever of evilness and and anger and Jesus certainly experienced that with what he went through and and I think you know it's part of a Christian growing up it actually molds us and shapes us, you know, like the potter's clay uh, when we go through these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, um, you know, I've been able to um, um, conduct, I guess, um, two funerals in the last couple of weeks mm. and from some of our church, uh, you know, relatives. One was a spouse of one of our um, beloved members up at Gola Church. And, you know, as a pastor, um, Eric, it's, you know, when you give that little speech, you know, when you try and uplift the gospel, and you know, you, you want to be balanced in your approach, you know, because mm. you realize in the in the within the family, there's people of different persuasions and whatnot. But you know, I'm the type of speaker when I'm when I get up and speak, I I I, I look at people's eyes and I look at them, and I can almost imperceptibly can almost see what's happening. Mm. You know, and I can see it. I, I was just thinking of this the recent uh, funeral I was I was doing. Um, when I was you know sharing about the the goodness of God, the gospel, I could you know you can see it as you would know, Eric. That you, mm-hmm. I could see this lady. She was nodding her head, and her face just lit up, and she was she was just all in grief. And then I could see like the other side where people were comfortable, and it was almost like it was they were squirming almost. I was thinking of this one chap. Now he he did his best to kind of. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just reading. I didn't know maybe what was going on with him, but but generally you see that a lot. That whenever God is mentioned or Jesus, there, there's almost like this. You can just see the effect, as it mm. were. Yeah, it know. can make some people look very uncomfortable. And you know, even with um, praying or even singing the songs, you know, they just don't want to partake in it because some don't believe. And the ones that yeah. do, uh, the words that you share at a funeral uh, gives hope and encouragement to those. But the non-believers see nothing uh, in in the words of Jesus. And and that's the main thing, isn't it? That yeah. it does bring comfort and hope to those who have passed away. Yeah. But for sure, you do see uh, the <laughs> you do see the separation. That's right. Well, hey, uh, we so that was our World Watch uh, segment uh, uh, for us here at Faith FM Drive Time. We're going to go to a song in just a, a couple of minutes. But just before we do that, we'd like to introduce our free book offer uh, for this week, for today and this week, and uh, the book offer that we um, would like to uh, put in your hands is the book called The Great. Controversy, and uh, 
thousands of years ago, the most honored angel in all of heaven accused God of being unjust and demanded that he, Lucifer, be placed in God's throne. How should God respond to these false accusations? Uh, many people wonder why God didn't just zap Lucifer the minute he rebelled. But would that have solved anything? Um, and so that's kind of like a little bit of the blurb of, of the book that we want to put in your hands, a great controversy. So um, we want to offer you the new edition in the Signs of the Times Truth Matters series. And, uh, and the book is The Great Controversy. If you'd like a copy, uh, we want to encourage you to text SA31 to 0488880811. So once again, uh, why don't you text us right now, SA31 to 0488880811, and we would love to get a copy out to you. As uh, soon as possible. So that's our book offer. We'll probably do another promo um, in the middle of the show. But for now, uh, please stay tight. We'll come back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love. Heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives because he lives. I can face tomorrow because he. Victory. 
Because he lives from Anna Weatherup. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time here in the studio with myself, uh, William Mawala, and my co host today, Eric Hall. If you're just tuning in, uh, my co host and who will be leading our discussion today, Eric heads up the Ab- Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Group here in South Australia. And so, um, we're just having a good old time here in the studio today. So if you've just tuned in here on Drive Time, we're taking it as our theme for today and, and this week, actually, till Friday. If God is all-powerful and all-knowing, why doesn't he fix the problem of pain? Such a huge question. And today, we're looking at the specific question, does Satan really exist and why does it really matter? And so to help us uh, unpack this uh, question, I have my good friend Eric in the studio with me. Eric, talk to us and to our listeners today about this idea of Satan. Um, it, does he really exist? And, and if he does, what, why is it important for our listeners to, to kind of um, come to this idea and this understanding that of this uh, person that is called Satan uh, in the Bible? Yeah, it's an interesting topic, William, and to be quite honest with you, whenever I study topics like this, I feel uncomfortable and uneasy because it's looking into the into what the devil's like. Yes. I'd rather be looking to what Jesus is like. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you kind of have some dark moments when you, when you look into, but we need to know who he is and, uh, and what's actually going on. And it's interesting because a lot of polls come from America. I have a poll, uh, this, this evening that says that Quite a few Americans believe there is a God. 95% um, believe there is a God. They may not go to church, but they actually believe there's a God, right. an identity like that. Um, and number, a large number think that heaven exists, and they actually believe in angels. But when it comes to evilness, uh, there's a big change there. Uh, they reckon that two-thirds of Americans do not believe in the devil as a living wow. uh, identity. They they see him actually as an evil force, but not actually as a living identity okay. on the earth, which is interesting because you got so much one way, but then the other side of the story, they don't actually yep. believe in that. And it's quite interesting. But, you know, like you, I don't know, but when I was growing up as a little fella in New Zealand, uh, you know, we used to think of um, uh, Lucifer, we'd call him, or Satan. He'd he'd be this uh, uh, little fella in a, a red suit with uh, you know uh, with uh, horns <laughs> and a, a yeah. pitchfork, and he'd he'd be stoking the fire. Yeah. And I, I remember the little Lucifer books in New Zealand, the little comics. Little, that, what 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 is the little Lucifer books? Um, yeah, they were little comics that used to come out. Uh, I used to read those and little stories that had them in them, and you know, he sort of grew up with that. And also, they had matches called little. Lucifer matches yeah, 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 and, right. and they were quite big long matches to, to light the fire with and, 
and a lot of people in the world, you know, are sort of brought up with different ideas, and, and Halloween's all a mixture yep. of that. Um, there's all sorts of traditions that stem back to a lot of this stuff. Um, and But the Bible tells us a lot about okay. about Satan. Someone once wrote, a, a well-known um, Bible writer wrote, the devil has more temptations than an actor has costumes for the stage. <laughs> and one of his all-time favorite disguises is that of a lying spirit to abuse your tender heart with the worst news he can deliver that you do not really love Jesus Christ and that you're only pretending you're only deceiving yourselves you know so this this uh, um, satan is is really a lying spirit you know a lying person uh, and it's interesting how many names uh, were given in the bible for him you know we know of him as the devil uh, he's called the father of lies in John 8 he's called the great red dragon in revelation Right. He's called the liar in John eight forty four, Lucifer in Isaiah fourteen twelve, Prince of this world, John twelve thirty one. Uh, many names for him. Okay. And it goes on and on. There's about thirty names that you can actually get. The serpent is referred to as a serpent. There's so, a lot of them. So if I could just just jump in there, Eric, because so, what you just did was you just basically um just shared a number of references in the Bible, and so. It would be safe to say to kind of kick off the answer to this is does Satan really exist? Mm. Yes, he does. Mm. Well, according to scripture, you were just saying how he's mentioned by various um, aspects of his, of his character and, and his being, but they trip the Bible speaks about Satan. That's true. And, and the big thing is though, tonight, William, we need to look at is, um, there's three three thoughts in the world about Satan. All right. The first is that Satan is not real. He's just a symbolic representation of evil. That's one of them. And a lot of people think that way, uh, as we've read out from the poll. The second one is that Satan exists, but he really hasn't got much interest in humans. Okay. And the third one is that Satan is a powerful spirit creature who exerts great influence on on mankind, and each of those views has a lot of lot of supporters. Um, but does it really matter which view is accurate? Well, if Satan does not exist, those who accept him as real are misled. If Satan exists but is not interested in humans, many are cautious or even fearful without reason. However, if Satan is a deceptive manipulator, then he is more dangerous than right. most people imagine. So it depends on how you see this evilness that we have inside us and where it actually comes on. It's a big question, and the Holy mm. Spirit uh, gives us the answer tonight. Um, and it is fairly easy to assert that the Satan we read about in the Bible is merely a symbol of all that is evil. But is that really what the Bible teaches? Mm-hmm. If so, why does the Bible describe Satan as speaking with Jesus Christ? And with the Almighty God Himself. Now, consider two instances of these conversations. It's when Satan spoke with Jesus, and when Jesus began his ministry, the devil tried to entice him with three temptations. First, Satan endeavored to pressure Jesus to use his God giving powers in a selfish way to satisfy his own hunger. Then the devil dared Jesus to risk his life foolishly and draw attention to himself. And finally, Satan offered Jesus rulership over the kingdoms of the world in return for one small act of worship. And Jesus rebuffed all three clever attacks, each time quoting scriptures. But to whom was Jesus talking? Was he talking to an evil equality with himself? 
According to the scriptures, Jesus has been tested in all respects as we have, but without sin. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Right. And the Bible also says, He committed no sin, nor was deception found in his mouth. First Peter 22. Jesus remained perfectly holding to a course of integrity. He never let any evil quality develop within himself. So clearly, Jesus was not talking to some evil part of himself where he heard voices. He was actually talking to a real person, somebody outside of him, because Jesus could not have any evil thoughts inside him. Hey, Eric, I'm loving what you're saying. Can I just kind of, um, just to kind of, just kind of unpack what we're saying right now. So we're asking the question, um, is does Satan really exist? You're saying, the Bible's saying very clear, yes, he does exist. You're mentioning Matthew 4, uh, Jesus' interaction with uh, Satan as it's mentioned. Um, so if I could kind of answer the second part of what we're trying to answer tonight is, does Satan exist? We're saying yes, according to Scripture. Why does it really matter? And if I could go back to what you were saying earlier, there's three approaches to how you um, kind of view Satan. Either he's not real, or number two, he exists but doesn't really have that much power, or number three, he's powerful and very deceptive. So I guess if I could kind of um, jump right in there, Eric, could could part of the answer be why does it matter as being that you could be uh, your life, you know, having this idea of this deceptive being at work um, perhaps could change or even help you to stop and think and reassess uh, a person's worldview because if there's no Satan, there's no, you know, it's just a figment of Christian's imagination and, you know, fictitious type of uh, uh, source. But what you seem to be saying is um, he's a very real being. And so I guess why does it matter for me as I'm listening to you speak is – is to, to understand that there is this this being. And when we look at the very scriptures about him, um, he's not he's not one that's trying to help you in this in your journey. He's whether you prescribe to be a, a religious person or not. So I don't know, just thought I would share some of those kind of ideas as as you were talking. Yeah. Well before I was a Christian, um I didn't believe that the devil existed. Uh, I just thought that um, you know, when I did things that I did wrong, really, towards my family and whoever, I didn't really see that I was doing wrong. Um, you know, the Bible points out the right way to walk in life. Yeah. And um, to actually recognize sin is a big thing. Whether, you know, when you've been drinking, <laughs> as I used to do, <laughs> you're cloud is minded and you yep. don't see the evilness that you're actually doing. Mm. Um, when a lady is attacked and, and punched and things, and when you're under the influence, you don't really see, um, the, uh, only afterwards when you come, to, you know, when you come around, you see these things, you know. Yep. Um, but when you become a Christian, then, uh, the aspect is that when you read the Bible, you discover that there is an evil identity out there. There is a real person because often he's referred by Jesus as he. And, and when he confronted Jesus, uh, Jesus spoke to him many times. Uh, as he did with uh, the disciples when he rebuked the devil. So here we find that um, 
uh, that a lot of people that think that uh, Satan is only a symbol, uh, it's a um, it's part of the evilness in us. It's there's actually um, a Satan who has his angels that comes to us like a a picture of light. It, it describes him as as being so bright and, and quite yeah. powerful. You know, a, a different aspect to the way that I was brought up as a yeah. child. And, and what many people think in the world today who don't believe in Christ certainly wouldn't believe that there's a a devil out there either, even though the horrendous acts. I I was just thinking as well, um, can we just put to bed this notion, I guess at least from a scriptural standpoint, that Satan does not um, hover around in a pitchfork and with Leo's heart, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? He's not this cartoon character that some people make him out to be, and I think... I think probably Gary uh, Eric that's that's probably part of his deceptive um his his method is that he wants people to think that he's just he's like Santa Claus he's just like he's just this omen whatever however you want to picture him like he he has no real real I guess any you know substance he's just just someone you talk about, but he's not real. He's not. He's not there. He's not invading this this earth and all this stuff. But but no, the Bible is actually makes some very strong uh, statements about him, mm. and, and also uh, they talk about him having his uh, his workers for him as well. Yeah, that he has these a third of the angels yep. that came with him. So um, I just wanted to <laughs> put yes, that out there. If you're sure. listening, and your picture of Satan was this, you know, this cartoon character with horns and a pitchfork, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that is not the picture of Satan. Well, at least not. According to the Bible, so hope we get that out of the way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you know, Satan, um, you know, he he spoke a lot to Job as well. He he came and he he tempted Job. Uh, you know, there was a time when uh, Satan spoke to God that first time, uh, and he talked. But the second one involved the account of the God fearing Job. You know. And the record recounts two conversations between the devil and God. And in both cases, God praised Job for, Job for his integrity. Satan asserted that Job served God only for selfish reasons, insinuating that God was buying Job's loyalty. Right. In effect, the devil claimed to know Job better than God did. And God allowed Satan to rob Job of his possessions, his children, even his health. In time, it became obvious that Jehovah was right about Job and Satan was proved a liar. And God blessed Job for his integrity. So there is a battle going on, and that's going to be covered uh, in another day about this battle that car- carries on. But I don't know about you. You're right, William, but you're right. Because the thing is, if you recognize that there is a devil, mm-hmm. um, you don't actually, I don't know of anyone that actually deliberately sets out, I know in my life I didn't, set out to do a certain act of evilness. Um, it starts yeah. off with something small and then it grows and it grows. If you could recognize the results of what you're doing that's so evil, then surely, you know, I don't think you'd go there. But what happens is the devil comes along and he, and he tempts us like he did with Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was tempted with food. Uh, he was tempted to show his miracles by being thrown down from a high place. And he was third one. He was tempted as well. Uh, right. And that was to over worship. But, you know, what happens is when we, when we fall into the, into devil's traps, when we're tempted, we start off with something small 
and then we lie about it or we do something to cover it up, and before you know it, we're, we're in a great big mess. Mm. You know, We've there's all a, talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a verse in Scripture, um, Eric, that literally highlights exactly what you're just saying, talking about this kind of cunning um, nature of, of this being called Satan. And uh, I just want to read it real quick. It's that text in uh, 1 Peter 5, 8, mm-hmm. where um, chapter 5 and verse 8, where the Apostle Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, this is the Apostle Peter speaking, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm. So this is the picture of Satan in, in the scripture. He's not a cartoon character. He's not mm. walking around with a pitchfork in his hand. You're dealing with, in, in Peter's words, he's an adversary. He, he's against you and, and he's on the prowl. So it gives us this real picture, um, of, uh, of Satan and, and what he's up to. So, um, so yeah, I just thought I'd share that with our listeners and, you know, you're, mm. you're re- referencing a, a number of other uh, verses in Scripture, but it's becoming more and more clear, isn't it, Eric? Yes. That well, well, you know, Satan recognized who Jesus was, and who would know more about him than um, Jesus who created uh, the angel at the beginning that, that turned uh, yeah. Satan? I mean, Mark five seventy eight says, Crying out with a loud voice, the demonic said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. So he recognized who Jesus was, the son of God. Yeah. And he's talking here about, um, don't torment me. In other words, you have the power over me. Yeah. So he recognizes who Christ is. Yeah. And Christ talked about it. I mean, even in uh, Matthew 14, it states, then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written that you shall worship the Lord your God and him only, um, shall you serve. So this verse teaches us about the authority Authority that Jesus has over over the devil, and during this time, Satan was trying trying to switch Jesus to the dark side. Satan was trying to to um, like he does with all of us, is try to bring Jesus down, and he tried and tried, and he he couldn't, and then he tried on the disciples, and then it's gone through humanity. Yeah. So. So I guess what we're trying to say is, could it be safe to say, Eric, um, from your extensive, you know, knowledge of the scriptures and I can see the Bible out and you've got all the, the verses right in front of you. So can we just share with our listeners a couple of, uh, I guess some, some highlights, if you will, that number one, he's not a cartoon character as some media and culture portrays him. No. Um, that Jesus himself and the apostles, they believed in, in the existence of this being called Satan. And I guess, Probably if I could press a little bit further, uh, Eric, because we, we want to ask the question as well, is is, is Satan real? Yes. Um, why is this important? I think probably, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of myself, Eric, here, but I think the reason why this is so important is because a lot of times when things happen, evil and suffering, people blame God. Mm. They say, well, it's God's fault. Yeah. And I think what we're trying to highlight tonight and for the rest of our week with our, our fellow team members is that... That the Bible actually attributes much of the pain and evil and suffering to this being. Yeah. And I think if people would kind of have, I think that would be our, our aim and our goal this week is, mm. hey, God's not the author of everything. He's not the one that started. And I know we don't want to go into our uh, fellow presenters in their talks because I know they've got a lot more to share on that. But I think that's probably the highlight is, is that the Bible gives us, I guess, the, the root, the source of this of the evilness and the wickedness we see. Now, I know um, 
our presenters, our friends are going to kind of impact that. But I think that's probably part of the why factor here tonight. Yeah. And, you know, it, it brings out, the Bible brings out just who the devil is, who yeah. Satan is, that we're struggling in our lives to overcome the temptations. But the thing is, too, um, it gives him what his character's like, what yeah. the devil's character's like. And you can get the love and joy and the mercy and peace from God's character, but it's the, it's the opposite. End is 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 Satan's character. Who yeah. would want to follow that character? Listen to what John eight forty four says. Is Go very ahead. important. It says, "You are just like your true father, the devil, and you spend your time pursuing the thing your father loves. He started out as a killer, and he can't tolerate truth because he is void of any truth. And it says, at the core of his character, he is a liar. Everything he speaks originates in these lies because he is the father." Of all lies. Yeah. You know, that's painting it absolutely clear to us tonight uh, as to what's going on here. You know, this is the big struggle that the disciples had um, because Second Corinthians 2.11 says, Least Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And the devices means thought of mind. So what the devil's got, he's got a lot of hooks, if you like, to pull us all in. And that's what it's talking about here. So, you know, Satan is really um, uh, let loose on the earth, and he has this character that um, is completely opposite to who Jesus is. And if people in the world understood and believed in Christ, they must see the devil for who he is and for what the Bible says that he really is, that he'll bring us down. Yeah, and I, I love what you're saying, Eric. And, and if you're listening today and you're just catching this uh, first part, and if you weren't tuning in yesterday, um, yeah, you, you've got to just stay with us for, for the rest of this week because we're going to build upon each of the presenters' talks and um, give us a, a, a better picture about this, um, uh, this being called Satan. So I think we probably get into the, the root answer of, of what we're presenting tonight, um, Eric, which is... Um, is, does Satan really exist? Absolutely, according to the Bible. And, and why does it really matter? Because it matters because if you don't know this, I guess you will, your your worldview, I guess, um, would attribute a lot of the, the hardships and the heartache and the pain and suffering, uh, it will boil down to this, this person, God, you know. Well, a lot of people would blame God for a lot of things. And, and we're trying to kind of, give a, a more balanced perspective that there is a being called Satan. So yes, he's absolutely real and and the Bible is filled with many um references uh to to him and his work. Hey Eric, I know you've got a lot more to share. We're gonna just go to a quick break and and we're just gonna play some music. But uh before we do that we just like to offer our free book offer uh for our listeners. That's you uh today and for the rest of this week. Uh the the book offer that we're want to put in your hand is the book called The Great Controversy. Signs of the Times Special Edition. And so if you're loving what we're talking about today and you're, you're interested in this topic, this book, The Great Controversy, it will just unpack it a thousand times more. I mean, it's one of the, the best books that I've written, and I know you've written it, uh, read it as well, Eric, and we'd like to put that in your hands. So if you would like a copy, uh, please text us here in the studio, SA31 to 488 Once again, that's... Text uh, the code SA31 uh, to 0488 
811. We're going to go to some music now and we'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. My name is William Mawala, and today my co-host in the studio is Eric Hoare. Eric heads up the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Group here in South Australia. You just tuned in. We're on the we're on the home stretch, but we're taking it as our theme this week. If God is all powerful and all knowing, why doesn't He fix the problem of pain? And today we've been looking at the question: Does Satan really exist? Why does it really matter? And we've really had a, a good goal of it. So, hey, um. We've got a few minutes uh, left in our program today, Eric. Why don't you just uh, round it off for us as, um, as we talk about this question, does Satan really exist and why does it matter? Yeah. Yes, well, you know, uh, finishing off, uh, I think the big thing is, uh, and I feel this uh, particularly more and more in these last days before Jesus comes again, right. is that um, we shouldn't be sidetracked from uh, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ because that's the power against Satan. Yep. And I think that what's happening with COVID and with, you know, whether you get vaxxed or not vaxxed, and that's, that's a big topic on itself, personal yep. thing, is that we can get so caught up on that. 
that we actually get distracted and we look and see what the devil's doing rather than what Jesus is doing. Yeah. I think that's the big thing today. That's a good and, point. and it can actually split churches, what's happening yep. today, and, and many, even in families. Right. And you know, what the devil does, he's like um, carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide kills, they reckon it kills nearly half of the deaths worldwide is by carbon monoxide. It's colorless and odorless, and it catches its victims under when you can't even see it. Wow. And this is kind of like the way the devil works, you know? Exactly. And, and when I thought about that, it's also a bit like Facebook. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes you've got friends on Facebooks and then suddenly you'll get a, something will pop up and say, I want to be your friend. Now, that person's already your friend. This is somebody that's just using the, uh, the person's Spam, name. yep. And he's coming at you. Now, when he gets on you and you click that link, that person then can get all your personal information from you. And that's the way the devil, he, he, he tries to make it seem like he's friends to you yeah and he impersonates and that's the way it works and then he gets all your all your weaknesses if you like where he can hit you yeah and you know uh the bible tells us quite a few things about uh what jesus was like and how to how to stop satan from working and one of them was in acts 10 38 to 39 where it says how god appointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So it's telling us here that we are oppressed with evil by the by the devil, but God gives us the opportunity. He, he heals us through his power. Right. And I think that's the key today. Um, and James 4, 7 says, uh, oppose the devil and he will flee from you. Yes. And, you know, although Satan is powerful, he cannot force you to do things that you do not want to do. You have a choice. Right. We all have a choice. You know, and, and once I used to smoke and, and, and drink and, and, and when I studied the Bible and I saw there was a better life, a better way, it gives us the power to stop those sorts of things, you know, and, and worse things than that. So we do have that choice. And yeah. First Peter 5, 9 says, take your stand against the devil, firm in the faith and, and, you know, remember that Satan left after Jesus firmly rejected the three temptations. He left the presence of Jesus. It said that Satan went out of the presence of Jesus. So what we have here then is we have a power that can resist this devil, this Satan. And what we need to do is spend our time in these last days is concentrating on him, spreading the gospel. People are dying every day that do not know him, and yet we, we can be caught up in, in yeah. what he's doing. That's right. And that's why I don't like actually this, we, you know, yeah. like studying too much about this because my thoughts want to be mm. on mercy and grace yeah. and kindness, not to somebody who's a liar of all lies. But we have to recognize, and that's the key, I think, the point to tonight is yeah. what we're talking about. Does, Jay, does Satan really exist? Yes, he does. Yeah. The first thing is to recognize God, but recognize also that there's an evil one that God tells us about. Okay. That's really, really important. Right. And then second, does it really matter? Of course it does. Yes. Why does it matter? Because we recognize who he is. We are aware of his yep. presence. He's not just something that we are feeling in our lives, that, hey, let's go and do this. He is somebody that pushes into that. He gets around us and maneuvers us. It's so important today that we recognize those two. The world today doesn't see that. Yeah. You know, they practice witchcraft and they go into place. The Bible right. says don't even go there. Yeah. Don't even Absolutely. look in those places. Stay away from them. You were once in those places. 
you know, you've learned, keep out of them and, you know, you will grow spiritually. And finally, I think, I, I really believe um, James 4, 8 encourages us to draw close to God, to have a personal friendship, a relationship with God. That is the key to understand God and to know that we can believe his word. I think that's the big key. Yeah. So as we kind of, we've got about a few minutes to go. So, so we've, we've established that according to the Bible, that he's not this cartoon figure that some make him out to be. So if you're listening today and that was kind of your picture, that there's no problem. But if you look deep in the Bible and if you, not even deep, I mean, I'm here, I'm here with my laptop open here, Eric. I just type in the word, you know, Satan into um, this search engine, Bible Gateway, yeah. over 54 references to this person called mm. Satan, 40 times in the New Testament. So, you know, is Satan real? Well, yeah, he's in the Bible. He's in all of Scripture. I mean, most of the – he's in many references. Uh, it's not like there's just one obscure reference to some – no, it's very clear. You mentioned earlier Jesus had a, had a confrontation with Satan – in the Gospel of Matthew, so 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 we see Jesus talking about it, and I know that um, we know that um, this um, of one of our presenters, uh, Hugh and Helen, on on Thursday, they're going to look at that question and unpack that a bit more. What did Christ say about evil? So they're going to kind of share, you know, uh, more on that on that idea of Jesus and what did he say. Um, so, but yeah, just to kind of think that no, he's not this cartoon figure; he's a real figure um, that. Jesus spoke about Satan and and his work. The apostles uh, spoke about him and, and his work. And I think um, again, the the why factor is it's not only to acknowledge Satan, but uh, not acknowledge Satan, but to be aware of him. But also, I guess where our our theme is going to take us is to really answer that question: If God is all loving and powerful, why doesn't He fix the problem of pain? What we're going to see is that uh, Satan's really behind. Um, a lot of the the source of evil and suffering um, as we know it. So, um, and I so, think too that you know when Jesus had the confrontations with the devil, yeah, uh, because he was pure and he he didn't sin. He none of those evil thoughts ended in his mind. He was he was it was mentioned by Satan these things to do, but Jesus rejected it. And I think that's the key is that we have a pathway here. The Bible is a a, mm. a lifestyle book where only the best. For our lives, Jesus talks about in the Bible for us. And then you've got the opposite side of what the devil did and how he dragged, um, uh, you know, those that uh, lost their way. And, and even Paul struggled with this. Sometimes I do the things I, I know I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And he struggled with that, you know. And we're, we're all weak. But God is all powerful. And that's the thing tonight is that even though Satan uh, is, is, you know, he pre- presents in the Bible as a father of lies and powerful, Jesus defeated him. Jesus is the strength for our lives, and he is the overcomer. But to recognize the two is so important. Tonight's subject is really important, the end of time, because people are being deceived and don't know where right. it's coming from. Well, yeah. hey, um, thank you, uh, Eric, for just unpacking that question uh, for uh, for our listeners this uh, this evening. I'm sure that they um, uh, 
really enjoyed it. I, I think I've got you one or two minutes more, so I'm just going to plug the book one more time before we um, sign out of here today. If you would like a free copy of our book offer, The Great Controversy, I am telling you, if you have not read uh, this amazing book called The Great Controversy, um, we would love to give you a copy. So if you're still listening, um, please, if you want a copy, free, no obligation, we just want to put it in your hands, uh, please text SA31 to 0488-880811. Once again, that's SA31 to 0488-880811. So our time's up, Eric. It's been always awesome to um, to spend time with you um, here in the studio uh, here on a Tuesday evening. And um, so if you're listening, um, looks like our time is up for today. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Will Mawala and my good friend Eric here on Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join our host tomorrow. You are in for a treat. we got Fabiano and David tomorrow. As they're going to be looking at the question, did God create Satan? And so um, you won't want to miss tomorrow's topic. I know that you will absolutely love it. So please tune in tomorrow. Did God create Satan by our good friends Fabiano and David? So that's it from us here, me, myself, and Eric here in the Adelaide studio. We really look forward to having you join us tomorrow. But until then, please remember the words of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. He says to you and he says to me, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you. Inside my chest beats a heart You have always blessed but I've pushed you apart I've never had a test